0: All right, after uh, funding a state trooper in Virginia on the way to the hotel, we're in Lynchburg. And uh, we we made it just in the nick of time to set this thing up. And this hour coming up is going to be great. We have Steve Kirsch welcoming him back uh, from his Substack and all the adventures he's been on. And again, I appreciate what he's doing so much. I can't wait to catch up also on what happened in Atlanta. Uh, with the COVID legal uh, big, big weekend there. I've talked to some folks that were there as well. So that's coming up. Uh, Of course, news on the shooting, uh, the tragedy in Nashville. Uh, Is it a transgender issue or is it something else? Uh, We're going to get into that as well. Also, a great article at Brownstone. uh, It goes into a big question of the inherent deceit of modern medicine. A Brownstone article, the inherent deceit of modern medicine. Then we have a question of the day on hormonal issues, birth control, mood swings, anxiety, and pet health. So who knows what else is gonna happen here on the Robert Scott Bell Show, but thank you for being here. Share the show, robertscottbell.com slash listen. Don't go to YouTube, don't go to Spotify, we're banned there. Right now we're banned on LinkedIn too, but wherever you are and you're hearing this message, please share that link for others to join us here to bring the power to heal back to you where it belongs. Let's get this healing party started right about now.
1: The Robert Scott Robert Scott Bell Show. voice of health, freedom, and liberty,
0: the Robert Scott Bell Show. Well, so glad to be here. I almost didn't be here. as <laughs> We're heading down from, uh, where were we, in the D.C. area to Lynchburg, Virginia today for the first of a three-city tour of Virginia with my good friend Jonathan Emore, the FDA dragon slayer, running for the United States Senate in uh, Virginia to defeat Tim Kaine, the uh, Hillary Clinton uh, uh, lapdog, whatever you want to call him. Anyway, he's uh, going to have to run from his record of promoting vaccine mandates and, and distancing and shutting schools down and CRT and all of that. So we're going to have a great time the next three days. Lynchburg, Virginia tonight, uh, Richmond, Virginia tomorrow and Leesburg on Friday before heading to Clearwater Beach, Florida for the Nutritional Frontiers Retreat Healing Retreat. Look forward to seeing you down there at that point as well. This hour, we've got Steve Kirsch joining us in just a few minutes. I want to open up and make sure, Don, if you're okay, I'm just going to dive right into the, the Nashville shooting story. Okay, uh, you know, this is obviously an ongoing uh, horrible saga of any time a school gets shot up or anybody does uh, that, you know, it not done in defense of life. Uh, but what we have here is uh, obviously an emotionally troubled uh, young adult Uh, Of course, the controversy is focused mostly on the transgender and perhaps even uh, an anger against uh, Christians in this case. I mean, if you think about if this was a a Christian, a white Christian directed at a Muslim or anybody else, uh, of course, you know, the story would be different than the way the mainstream media is reporting it now. And the only reference point to anything um, pharmaceutical, perhaps in in a consideration here, is the use of uh, synthetic hormones whether it be a hormone blocking drugs or promoting of certain things. Like if she was a female in the female body trying to transition to pretend to be a man, uh, then they will often give synthetic testosterone injections or, or pills or dr- drugs of some kind. Now the question is, is that gonna create aggression? Well, I think it is uh, fairly arguable to say that yes, if you have, you're have flow- overflowing with testosterone, you're gonna be a little bit more aggressive, maybe a lot more, but it ignores completely the history of these school shootings where i don't know if there's one that we can find that there wasn't a um, let's say the perpetrator or perpetrators uh, not on at least one psychiatric psychotropic medication whether it be an ssri or anti-anxiety drugs or a combination of those things and that's been going on since you know well decades since we started following these things now prior to that as a, as a natural kind of homeopathic guy you know that i am I realized that a lot of these young people that suffered these strange bouts of aggression, uh, either suicidal or homicidal ideations and tendencies, also uh, was associated with hypoglycemia. That is a, a drop in blood sugar, precipitous drop in blood sugar that would create uh, an anxiousness and angst and anger. It, it's sort of all of the higher functions of the brain where you know what is right and what is wrong, suddenly gone. The animal brain takes over and now it's only about what I want or, or perceive that I need you're hungry. I will take the food from you. Whatever it is I want, I will get it. And all of the things, He's like you heard, well, he was such a nice boy. I don't know what got into him. Uh, of course, again, I'm not diminishing the potential uh, reality, if the, well, the actual reality of these SSRIs and anti drugs. But prior to that, as I said, much of these, m- many of these young people were suffering with hypoglycemia due to uh, chromium and vanadium deficiencies. They couldn't process sugar properly. And then they get in that starvation mode. And then If they have tendencies in other directions, suddenly, normally they wouldn't express and now they would express without abandon, especially when you add in the psychiatric meds that remove the inhibitor or the governor on your behavior. So I don't see much being written about that in this case uh, as they focus on perhaps the hormone replacement therapy or testosterone, but anything to keep the the psychiatrists and the psychiatric profession protected from the culpability that they have. And read uh, Peter Bregan. Uh, psychiatrist extraordinary, and he was one of our uh, special guests. I think he was my 500th guest many years ago. We're now upwards over 17, 1700. But Peter Bregan was excellent. Is excellent on this, on this issue. As a few psychiatrists we've interviewed over the years recognize, there is no blood test, saliva tests, urine tests, stool test, hair test to say, oh, you definitely are are. are deficient in this SSRI, selective serotonin reuptake inhibiting drug, chemical imbalance uh, idea that if we can just control brain chemistry, we're going to be good. Now, um, again, blood sugar would be something that we could easily target and remedy, and that would take one big part of this out of the equation. However, if there is massive heavy metals in a person, if there is a microbiome destruction due to antibiotics, which can also impact endocrine production all of that, and immune function, all of neurotransmitters. We look to say, hey, what has destroyed the gut? But none of these things are discussed in the mainstream media that I'm aware of. Maybe Steve Kirsch is aware of it. I don't know. He's aware of a lot of things. And I don't want to belabor my discussion of this opening article, but it's an important one to continue to bring about in what we call the new media because the old media is not covering it. Nashville Shooter was under doctor's care for emotional disorder. They do acknowledge that. What does that mean? If you're going to a psychiatrist with an emotional disorder, they're not going to prescribe you testosterone. Sorry, that's not happening. They're going to go to an anti-anxiolytic drug or SSRI. Why is that not front page? I think I know why. So let's, uh, Super Don, are there announcements or anything before we bring Steve into the mix here? I'm just kind of chilling out now in the hotel. I just arrived set up and here we go. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Steve Kirsch, welcome back to the Robert Scott Bell Show. Good to be here good to have you back on i do want to hear about what happened in atlanta as well i don't know if you have any comments or thoughts about um that that bizarre of all the school shootings we heard it's the first time that i remember a transgender issue thrown in with endocrine disruptors and all of that it's kind of throwing all kinds of things in to mix things up and not go to the what i believe is one of the key hearts of how and why this has happened or happened over time i think i'm going to stay in my lane on that one Okay, that's cool. No, I appreciate that. Uh, And like I said, I just throw it out there because you you are very well read and you cover a lot of things and I appreciate so much the things you've dove into. And In fact, as I was flying uh, to Virginia yesterday, I was thinking, just like a lot of people, I hope Steve Kirsch is sitting next to me. I'll pretend to wear a mask and he'll offer me money to take it off. Has anybody identified you and actually done that that knows who you are on the plane yet?
2: No, no. So far, I'm uh, pretty anonymous. Okay.
0: All right. Well, People in our circles, you're out. not. In our circles, you're not. They appreciate you. We appreciate you and all that you're doing. Uh, we have a few articles from your Substack I want to cover with you today as well. And you might have some things that are upcoming events I'm not aware of, but I know the one just happened. I've had some friends there. We 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 were uh, interviewing Bobby Ann Cox. I think her name is from New York a couple of times already about her a suit against New York and Hochul. Um, but there's probably a lot more than I have. I have no idea because I wasn't there. Things that are highlights for you, your experience there in Atlanta with the COVID legal uh, weekend event.
2: Well, you know, it started uh, with this conference at Georgia State University. And this is a conference where they set it up to be, uh, the the topic was restoring how to restore trust in the CDC and FDA. (laughs) And uh, it was supposed to be a uh, in, you could come in person and go, and that's, so that's why I left early. I went early to attend this conference and uh, to the reception on Thursday night. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, so I was on a a plane on Wednesday. Uh, And so they went, apparently they figured out we were coming. And (laughs) so, they said due to unforeseen circumstances, the conference has been shifted to online only. And so I wrote and I asked why, and they said, well, most of the attendees were online. So we just decided to shift it online. And, um, and so I got there, I I, I went there anyway, and Mm -hmm. I discovered that they had a whole extra room that was completely empty and it was already, and it was catered. Wow. And they also posted a police officer not from the campus police, but from the Atlanta police. And the the policeman was stationed right outside the door. So, so they were apparently expecting an army of people. Uh, and I showed up and I knocked on the door and opened the door and she said, Oh, you can't come in here. It's online only. And blah, blah, blah. And you can't, can't come in here. And, and then the, the guard was, um, essentially asked me to leave, even though I'm a registered attendee. Mm. And so I, I left and we waited outside and then they snuck all the panelists out the back door. Oh my gosh. And the highlight was the keynote. And in the keynote, the speakers said, well, how do you restore? I don't know the answer to that. It's been, it's been destroyed over many, many years. And how do you rebuild the trust? I don't know the answer to that. So I think that pretty much tells you everything you need to know, but I had suggested, I had offered, Hey, can I have five minutes on you, as one of the speakers? Because I think I can add some unique perspective because mm-hmm. uh, I know something about destroying trust in the CDC and the FDA. And they said, no, no, the panels are full and we don't have time for your five minutes. And, and I said, well, you know, the answer is actually pretty easy. If they want to restore trust, they should just admit all of their mistakes in the past and they should stop lying to people. Now, it, it, it doesn't seem that complicated no, to no, me. not. You know, like, like they to had to have, to have a whole conference where they talked about this, mm. just for you know, the problem, of course, is that, that they don't do those things, and in fact, I w- w- then w- we went to the CDC museum, mm-hmm. and uh, and that was interesting, uh, and we checked uh, that out, and w- w- what uh, I, one of the displays was fluoridated. Uh, it was, you know, fluoride in, in the water.
0: Were they extolling and, the virtues of it in the museum?
2: Yeah, yeah. They wow. said, you know, this was a big accomplishment of the CDC to get fluoridation in the water. Mm. And there's nothing about the negative effects. And so I talked to the museum director and I said, look, you know, it's science is pretty clear. And this charade has been going on for 80 years. Isn't it time that we correct mm. uh, and and admit to? that yeah you know, sorry we kind of made a big mistake and we didn't catch it for 80 years yeah and her response was that oh fluoride has been shown to reduce cavities um, in people and therefore you're wrong and I said yeah but not if you swallow it <laughs> you, know. you know you know and in fact the 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 decrease in cavities was uh, Europe did not fluoridate their water and they actually had better uh, cavity reduction and the, mm-hmm. and it was all about brushing technique.
0: Yeah.
2: So, mm-hmm. so that here you try to persuade, uh, them to tell the truth and they resist. And, and then we got into a discussion, um, a couple of days later with the, uh, uh the, the head of uh, media relations at, uh, at the CDC in Atlanta. Yeah. And I said, look, you know, the misinformation spreaders say this and you guys say this and there's like at least 10 million or 20 million people difference, Mm -hmm. you know, because one says we saved 10 million lives and the other one says we killed 10 million people. Now, they can't both be right. (laughs) So... Now it could be somewhere in between, but I don't think so. I think it's re- really on the one side or the other. This is this is one of these issues where it's either really really good mm-hmm. or it's really really bad, and we need to find out. So I asked him. I said, "Look, uh, we'd find out instantly if we looked at the vaccine uh, records." Mm-hmm uh, the, the basically a record for each person, you merge the vaccination database and you merge that with the death database. And there's some overlap because, uh, people who are alive, some of them got vaccinated. some people who were vaccinated, some of them died. Yeah. Right. So you create a, a merge database of the two. You don't just look for people who died and then find out when they were vaccinated. You look at people who were vaccinated and, and, and so forth. So, so that way you could, you can see, uh, what percentage of people were actually vaccinated and all the age groups and all that. So you have the raw source data, you'd know everything about, Um. oh, you know, we vaccinated 500 people and three of them died. Yeah, you know, whatever. Right, so you need to know the total number who were vaccinated and then look at the number who died off of that and compare that with the, the normal death rates. So I asked them, so do you have the, the data? They said, no, we don't have it. I said, well, why don't you have it? They said, well, the states won't give it to us. I said, have you asked them? And he said, yeah, well, we've talked to some states and they're not cooperative. I said, you should talk to California. You talked to Gavin Newsom, you know, pick up someone. Hey, Gavin, hey, it's the CDC. <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, like Gavin Newsom will roll over. Oh, he would cartwheels. Yeah, he would. Or brag. I just got a call from the CDC.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, like Gavin Newsom would. Would I, I said so? What happened when you called California? And then he said, Well, you know, these states aren't re- required to comply. Yeah, I said, but what happened when you called California? And, and so we just got into a circular argument. He would never tell me what happened when you called California. Because they haven't called California. It's pretty clear what would happen if they called California. Mm -hmm. So the CDC doesn't want to know the data and they don't want you to know it either. Yeah. And Robert, that's about all you need to know,
0: right? No, Steve. That's all you
2: need to know. They don't, it's like. See no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil. That's the way these guys operate. And it, you know, the only thing you could find if you looked at the data is that you really messed up. And they kind of don't want to find out that they messed up.
0: And that goes to the Brownstone article next hour, the inherent deceit of modern medicine, unfortunately. And I'm not accusing every doctor of being deceitful, but the, inti- the institution, if you will, and these institutions have become, by definition, for their own existence and survival, deceitful, as you've you know found out. Did anybody accuse you, Steve, of being like a, you're a naive Boy Scout asking them these questions? What do you think they're going to say? Or was it more or less an exercise of, hey, maybe I'll find someone that's honest or I'm just going to reveal to everybody that doesn't realize how bad this is?
2: Yeah. Um, well, for the visit to the CDC, it's trying to find an honest person uh, who will help us because you can't talk to if you try as a journalist to talk to anyone at the CDC, they say they have a policy. It's just like if you talk to anyone in the hospital, it's don't talk to them, refer them to the press office,
0: mm-hmm.
2: right? Refer yeah. them to media relations
0: where they'll say and, nothing. And words, then, and they're saying nothing.
2: Well, no, that's not what they do. Mm-hmm. Have you done this? No, tell me what they te- what they do. They ghost you. Yeah. They completely ignore you. Yeah. So the person is polite. Oh, sorry. I can't talk to you. You got to go talk to the PR guys. Yeah. The PR guys never return your calls. They never interact with you and they don't answer any questions.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Now, and when the, when it's coming from an investigative journalist. Now, if it's coming from CNN, now, hey, no problem. Yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll get a call back and, you know, I should just pose as a CNN reporter, I'll get a call back within two seconds.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna do that too. Why not, why not? I mean, they, yeah. it's, know, information, it's misinformation, they'll, be, they'll be spilling their, their guts to a CNN reporter. Make sure you spell my name right, they'll say. Uh, yeah. No, and, and, and as I, you know, talked about at the opening about the, the tragedy in, in Nashville, uh, I was sitting next to a guy on the plane that he had CNN running the whole night. I was amazed I didn't throw up with, with uh, air sickness. Uh, but uh, we went w- to CNN, by the way. You did? We also went to CNN, yeah, we're in
2: Atlanta. Yeah. We, were, we went to CNN uh, Center. So the guards, mm-hmm. so the guard outside's wearing a mask, so we knew we were in trouble, right? <laughs> <laughs> And uh, like these guys aren't following the science at all. Mm-hmm. And then we go in and we look at the CNN mask policy and the CNN mask policy is mass required, blah, blah, blah. So I go to the guard station and I say, Hey, want to talk to a press person. They said, Oh, well you can't come here on, uh, you know, uh, uninvited. You have to, you know, you'd have to call this number. And, and so he gives me the number. So I call it, it's an automated attendant and when you try to hit media ask for media relations it says sorry we can't transfer you to that number so the guards are essentially putting you into a black hole mm. and then they said well there's nobody here anymore in news and and all the journalists are gone and they moved to new york and and washington and i said oh really so who is that person that just walked in and that person that just walked in and that and they're like, (laughs) I'm not talking, not answering any of those questions. And then we, we wait around and there's some, um, a couple of CNN employees. And we go up to them and say, uh, Hey, you know, we're just curious. Is it, is everybody like moved out? Is it, uh, or or what do you guys do for CNN? I said, Oh, I'm a journalist for CNN. (laughs) I said, Oh, really? (laughs) okay. The guards just lied to me. So the CNN guards are essentially uh telling the public misinformation yeah i remember and like, it's interesting they have a they have a sign there too facts are facts and you're not entitled to your own facts and all that oh, yeah but these guys don't want to see the facts certainly no. not on masks i mean no so, no, so no. They, they,
0: they live in cognitive dissonance like it's a drug that feeds them uh without which they would perish uh so you know when i toured uh, cnn studios years ago i was in town for a cancer conference in atlanta of course not one that promoted chemo, radiation, or surgery, so it didn't get any mainstream coverage. It, thankfully, it was before the era of attacks by uh, Antifa, um, but we were able to successfully do it. But I went there. I was like, "Is this the studio where the that guy, the scud stud, pretended he was being fired on?" And you know, it was like so obviously a studio with the lighting and everything. They're like, "What? What's going on?" So many of the people are completely ignorant of the history of how the media has, even before. Uh, all of the artificial intelligence now we have deep fakes and everything but the green screen aspect of it what they've done for for many years and uh, it's not like well at least we we learned about the Edward R murrows of the world where when I grew up there was Walter Cronkite still and you had some level of you felt like they were telling you the truth even though now we can look back and say well even they were dupes or duped uh, as well in many ways and and it's a, it's a it's a re- really rude awakening a disillusionment of what we thought like these institutions I revered. Uh, medical institutions, FDA, CDC, et cetera, and uh, to come to find out that they are only interested in protecting themselves and their e- economic self-interest. And I don't know if you've seen it, Steve. We produced a, a documentary film, The Health Independence Alliance in Utah. It's called Utah Safe and Effective? And I think you would really appreciate it. Not only did we interview a lot of people that were injured, more than we could fit in, uh, but it was it really went into these institutional conflicts of interest between medicine and state, Um, medicine and media, even medicine and church, interestingly enough, and posited some other thoughts to to look outside the box that we have now to say, hey, all we need to do, Steve, is is, is double the funding to the CDC and the FDA. They'll do better. They promise. Yeah. And it's definitely not a funding problem no good lord no i mean if we had a fraction of their funds what we could do to help people get well oh yeah i would
2: i would love a fraction of their funds i could fix the misinformation problem instantly
0: instantly and we've been trying to tell them all you got to do is tell the truth y'all or just ask questions and listen and admit your mistakes and and tell the truth right yeah they always ask this long before there was the the so-called anti-vaxxers you know just a little bit of hesitancy that was out there why are we can't figure out why just just ask ask a mom who had a child that was perfectly healthy got a jab and now is you know on the spectrum or worse ask them you'll know there's no mystery
2: a lot there's a lot of truth out there and a lot of people don't want to see the
0: truth yeah. So the, this misinformation busters group, I, I think they I think they finally disbanded one aspect of what they were trying to do. Um, this is uh, from Steve Kirsch's Substack. I hope you all are subscribed to it. He's writing great stuff. And I, you have to chuckle and laugh or maybe cry a little bit as he, as he points out these things. We've been trying to do it as well for years. But these misinformation busters, what could they do? to really address the issue of misinformation, disinformation, or what I've heard is called malinformation. And many of my friends are on the list of misinformation uh, providers. And, and, of course, you're on that list. And I'm thinking, well, uh, if we're really do, doing badly, you know, and sending just, please, can we talk about this and say, hey, where am I wrong on this? And they, they never seem to want to do that. Nope, they
2: just, none of them seem to want to answer any questions. Like I can't figure it out. They just don't want to answer questions any questions at all mm-hmm. and you know I, I'm, I'm not trying to be a misinformation spider I'm just confused because the I, I look at the the data and I can't figure it out you know you know it's supposed to be like a flat line in terms of the deaths after you get the vaccines the days till deaths you know it should be a flat line because the, the vaccines not supposed to make any difference it's not a flat line <laughs> you know, we look, I look we looked at the flu vaccine. And it was a flat line. Mm-hmm. Weird, huh? Yeah. Flu vaccine
0: flat line. Did you, but, did you see on the street being asked about that? Uh, he was going door to door. And that, that black guy at the door goes like, I don't believe what's being said here. And he's like, yeah, well, there's no flu. Does he like, yeah, the flu went away. I, it was like, I explained that. Don't don't talk to me in detail about how the flu disappeared. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: But this he this is not attributing a death to the flu. Mm-hmm. This is saying you got the flu shot. How many days until you died? Okay, I don't care whether you died from the flu. Mm-hmm. I don't care whether you died from cancer or whatever. Brutality. it's Supposed to be a flat line. Okay. Um, yeah. Well,
0: not so flat.
2: It's well, it's for the flu. It's a flat line.
0: Yeah, but uh, we're but, talking about deaths after a COVID jab.
2: But, but the weird thing is that for the COVID vaccine, it's not a flat line, right?
0: Dang, can't figure that one out. Well, and there were plenty of adverse events attributed to flu shots. And we're not saying there were none, but the the uh, issue of death following, in any sense, following all-cause mortality after an incident like that. And you, you know, you don't see much change or if it at all, but with all of the COVID mRNA injections and things along those lines, it's just, uh, we, we've we seen an increase in all-cause mortality in those that get these shots like never before in recorded history of all the vaccines. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> there's a lot of data out there
2: and there are two hypotheses, safe and effective, deadliest vaccine of all time. And it just so happens that all the data fits the <laughs> biggest disaster of all time. Now, I don't know of a single data point that is credible that fits the other hypothesis. And The other thing is that people switch sides on this. People get convinced by the other side, but somehow everybody's going to the anti-vax side. Maybe that's because we have more fun (laughs) as, as anti-vaxxers, you know, with the protests and all, or maybe they just like to be counter narrative or they just like to be disruptive or whatever, but nobody's going the other way, right? You don't have Paul Merrick saying, I screwed up. Peter McCullough. Oh, I screwed up. Hey, so safe and effective. Ha! Huh. All these myocarditis get bad. It's coincidence. Come on. Like DeMar Hamlin, like what do you think he wasn't vaccine injured? Uh, you know, like if you put odds, like what kind of odds would you give me on that one?
0: Yeah, it's not likely. I mean, he was certainly not one of the outspoken, the few that were in the NFL saying, you know, don't don't get that jab near me. So we assume and assess unless he says otherwise that he indeed did get the jab like most in the NFL.
2: Yes. And he, he was asked about, well, so. So, Damar, what caused you to have a cardiac arrest? And Damar says, well, I'd rather not talk about that. That was weird how do you explain that one? Like, I mean, I don't know how, 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 how you can explain that.
0: Well, like, yeah, we only, watched, like, we're just scratching our heads going, "Did somebody get to him and say, Hey, just don't discuss this or else, you know, we won't take maybe, care of Maybe he paid him big bucks. Right. Yeah. And he's, he's, well torn
2: between telling the truth mm-hmm. and not lying to people, but basically not, there, not you know? telling people anything. Like, like if you were Damar Hamlin, <laughs> your doctors told you, hey, Damar, here's what we think caused your injury. Yeah. Like, why would you want to keep that uh, that private? Well, like, well, I mean, do you say, do your question is, do you, are you saving lives? Mm-hmm. Are you saving lives by not telling people? It's like I had a heart attack and it was because I had, um, Three Bayer aspirins uh, before the game, you know, whatever. Yeah. We'd want to look at that, right? Because that might save someone else from yeah. getting the heart attacks.
0: Well, but I'm not saying bear aspirin causes heart attacks. Wanna, look, I'm yeah. with you on this. I mean, these are the things that we would expect somebody to respond in that way. We've, we had John Stockton uh, on the show a couple of weeks. Ago. I don't know if you've interviewed him yet as well. Nice man, uh, you know, Hall of Fame basketball player, NBA. And he was meeting behind the scenes regularly on Zoom with athletes, uh, retired and active including referees and coaches about these things. And many of these people were afraid to speak up. John was like, the worst I got was I lost my Gonzaga tickets or something like his, you know, and now they say you can have them back, but he says, I'm not going back until you rescind the policy that mandates the jab for your students. I thought, man, this guy is stand up guy now, on all on all levels. I really appreciate what he's doing, but so few are relative to all the people yeah. I think that truly know it are, are willing to do so. Cause they don't want to put that risk, their economic livelihood, but then, Comes in the, con- the question, the equation, conflicts of interest. I mean, you're a business guy. You've worked in, in big money ventures and things. If somebody comes to you with a great idea, you're going to want to investigate that idea. And what does this person have? What relationships does he have with others that might be conflicts of interest that might skew information in a certain way? And it's like anybody in business knows that conflicts of interest matter. Yet somehow in modern medicine and the, the takeover of the, the regulatory capture of our agencies, that doesn't matter. I mean, that, that's a, a big a level of cognitive dissonance over the whole world that many of us here in America have had. Canada, all the Western European uh, and Western Europe and, and Western democracies have, that they don't have independent, uh, uh, you know, say advisory boards, much less regulators. They're all entwined in there. You can't separate it out. Again, that was the basis for the back end of the documentary we just did, pointing that out so people can get, you know, break free of that dissonance.
2: Yeah. So, um, I was just checking my email to, I'm trying to get the, um, uh, the word out to, uh, to universities. I, I applied to uh, Stanford said, um, I asked if I could write an op-ed for Stanford and, uh, they wrote back and, and said, sure, you know, you know, send it to so-and-so. So, so I did that and they, they didn't like it. So I, I rewrote it and I sent it in and now I'm not hearing from anyone. Interesting. And then there's this, um, a woman, I think it's, um, Jenny Martinez, um, at the school, the Dean of the Stanford law school. And she wrote this op-ed about, uh, we should have free speech because uh, one of her speeches was, was protested. And so I wrote her and I said, oh, if you believe in free speech, how about letting us uh, speak on campus? We can have a debate with the uh, people who believe in the narrative and people who don't believe in the narrative. Uh, In other words, let's have a debate on this mandated Stanford Mm -hmm. and the students are required to get vaccinated. And that's pretty relevant to Stanford and it's pretty timely and it would involve freedom of speech because the people who say it's not uh, wise to do that, because of course the risks outweigh the benefits by a huge amount for, uh, for Stanford students Mm -hmm. and no reply. Unfortunately Ah, can't, can't figure it out. These guys just don't want to respond. They don't want to engage. They don't want to resolve the differences. Mm -hmm. So we will continue to spread misinformation until someone sits down with us and explains all this data because all this data just looks like it's just super um it 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 just matches up the hypothesis of not safe and effective right exactly
0: yeah steve i know you've lost friends over this have you and i but also you've gained a lot of new friends because of what you've done um. Have you regained any of the old friends that you lost? Because they did actually come around and go. Well, Steve, you know it was uncomfortable what you've been doing and saying, but I have to now look at this and go. Mm, yeah. yeah. Good question. Uh, I can't think of one. That's 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 sad, and and, and not you yeah, know specific to you, but it's just sad in general uh, where people are at, unwilling and unable to use critical yeah. thinking skills.
2: Yeah. You know, uh, and and and, and yeah. one uh, one of our close friends uh, has all these neurological issues. It got peripheral neuropathy. I mean, it's classic vaccine injury. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I reached now Well, I tried to reach out to them, I actually, I haven't cause my wife said, don't, don't do, don't reach out to them. You know, they're all just gonna, mm-hmm. you know, they think you're crazy. <laughs> so, but I, 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 I should, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I I, I should uh, let them know. We'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, sure. Like, like I I can get.
0: Um, uh, let's, I'll 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 send that. By the way, while you're looking at that, I've got a nice yeah. message from Kelly in the audience to Steve. He says your tenacity is beautiful. Thank you for all you do to force these entities to answer your questions, and uh, reporting on what they refuse to answer. Everyone should be following your work at V. SRF and your substack big kudos and thanks to you from kelly thanks kelly
2: yeah yeah thank you you're getting a lot of love i
0: saw that the the hatred that is on the side that doesn't want to know these things the fact that they're on the wrong side of history and how do we know that well there's enough evidence that uh, if they would just look they might actually see it but if they continue to you know, put the uh, I always say the cotton from the the pill bottles of big pharma in their ears and pretend nothing's happening. Just like you said, the CDC see no evil here, no evil. It doesn't exist, uh, but we know we're out here seeing the 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 uh, collateral damage of these policies and unwilling yeah. to look at what's really happening. It's like yeah. how obvious does it have to get before those institutions totally crumble?
2: Yeah, well, yeah. How obvious does it have to get? Because these doctors know it's it what's going on and they're uh, they're being told to shut up about it. Mm-hmm. Right at UCSF, they're being given gag orders. Don't talk about it uh, to anyone. And in fact, I had a friend who was vaccine injured and he went in and they said, Oh, you know, okay, we got it. We got to fix this. We, we, I, you're in severe pain. How about we give you a nerve block shot and that should, that should dull the pain for you and make life more bear- bearable. He says, great, sign me up. You know, you're the doctors, so right? I don't know shit. And so he's told that in order to get the nerve block shot for his vaccine injury, he needs to be vaccinated. Mm. You gotta, I mean, can you believe that? So what did this guy do? He's vaccine injured. He, he gets injured one. The, another vaccination. Wow. And he said it made things worse. And then they gave him the nerve block shot and that made things even worse. Yeah, Steve, and you- I just talked to a friend who who went to a top neurologist at, at, at one of the uh one of the hospitals, mm-hmm. and she said that the neurologist said, "Yeah, we're seeing a lot of these vaccine injured people, and, and the truth is, we don't, we have no, we have no clue what's causing this. We have no clue how to treat it. Yeah, which,
0: other than that, have a nice day. Right, which you know should in- endear you to their level of willingness, let's say, to use their intelligence, because I'm not saying they're stupid. If they get through medical school, nursing school, they've applied the mind to learn things, although it seems to be rote memorization on things and then basically habitual patterns of behavior that this is what you do when this happens. But to think anything outside of that box, if you're told not to see it, you won't see it because your, you know, your livelihood depends on not seeing it, in fact. But if you were told, Steve, you know, there's an industry that is the third leading cause of death. And uh, you know, they're looking for support, they're looking for money. They're looking for advertisers to help them write great stuff about them. Uh, you might go, wait a second. You said the third leading cause of death, and they want they want to do what? They want to advertise strong. they want. But you find out that there's no little to know about liability when they do screw up or injure or kill, and particularly with the vaccines. Of course, even the drugs that have been out that have been withdrawn from the market very often, even if they're fined billions of dollars, which some of these companies that made the COVID jabs are, they've made hundreds of billions, you know, so it becomes a, a cost of doing business that the entire model should be questioned. And I'm not endorsing socialism because it's the same problem under single payer. It's just more it's easier for them to work it. Uh, but to deposit another way forward. Again, this is I come back and I hope, Steve, if you have a chance to watch the documentary, just the thoughts that are coming out to say, can we think of some other things besides capitalism versus socialism? And, and even we don't have a free market in medicine in America. But the, the people that aren't killing people at the third leading cause of death rate are are not looked on as real doctors. You know, the homeopaths, the herbalists, the naturopaths, these are people that were not slaughtering innocents. And they were also warning about the reasons why immune systems go defunct. And I'm not saying you have to be an expert in any of those things, Steve, but just the sense of, hey, my, we ought to listen to the people that didn't screw up instead of going back to the same people that claim to be experts now that they've not admitted what they've done wrong. Yeah. I, I mean,
2: yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's, you know, the the, the thing is, they should be listening uh, to the people that they've been censoring and they should be censoring the people that they've been uh, listening to. Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I think you're being reasonable. I'm being far too reasonable. And yet before that, uh, rather than saying, hey, that's a good thought, let's let's ask that question. Let's follow that thread. It's like, what can we do to suppress this information from getting out there? or in any way, shape or form, not acknowledging that there's any legitimacy to it, as you pointed out by addressing, you know, whether it be a collegiate, uh, you know, a, a group or whether it be a, a regulatory agency or CDC, um, very few people are willing to acknowledge it. Now, here's where we do have the political divide, although it's not exactly 100 percent clear. But for the most part, we've seen like in states like California, the few Republicans there have no little or no power. But the Democrats seem to be mostly all in on the mandates, the the vaccines that are, you know, from big pharma with no liability and have seemingly lost the human side, the humanity of, hey, compassion for people that genuinely are hurt. They don't want to hear it. They don't want to see it. And this is driving a political divide. Maybe it would drive more people to the Republican side. Not that I claim to be a party partisan in any way, but I try to look at each individual and say, well, what is your stance on this? This is why I'm here in Virginia with my buddy, Jonathan Emore, because I know his track record for decades, you know, taking on Uh, the bad guys in the bureaucratic oligarchy for freedom, for health freedom, so that we don't have a body of governmental agency saying you can not put something in your body you need to or want to, you have to put something you don't want in. seems to be a very basic starting point that the Democrats have have lost that narrative altogether.
2: Uh, Yeah, you know, it it ought to be, there ought to be choice here. Where where there's risk, um, there needs to be choice. Yeah. And uh, certainly, mandating a vaccine which is as dangerous as this one uh, is a huge mistake. I mean, people, die. I think they're thinking like, hey, we're smart and we're um, uh, uh, we're going to do the right thing for everybody, and uh, you know, it's just not. Uh, uh, so there. <laughs> Yeah, nice, nice theory. Not uh doesn't work. Right.
0: So, Steve, again, I respect you when you say, you know, I'll stay in my wheelhouse. And I, that's great. At the same time, you are engaged intellectually in, in a lot of uh, discoveries and discussions and, and thinking, you know, putting together think tanks of those who were not wrong about these things. And they may not be the quote unquote experts, the doctors and et cetera, to be able to have the listening and sharing and, and, and learning from each other. And this is what we've been doing on the ground and many places have, uh, but to posit that as a thought, make that something they have to argue against. Don't you dare invite those people that were not wrong about anything to the table because they don't have the credentials. Like, well, it, apparently all the people with credentials got it wrong. So what does that say about your credentialing system? Uh, yeah, well, it's, uh, it, it's
2: kind of this uh, way to identify uh, who you should listen to, right? Anybody who, who, uh, who advised the government, <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> those are the people that, you know, you shouldn't be listening to. And the people so you, you been those are the those are the people you should yeah. be listening to.
0: So what projects are you developing that you can share with us today based on your discoveries and your new life that came out of all of this? It's a quite a different thing that you're doing every day. Yeah, you know,
2: it, it, it's spreading the word. It's doing a bunch of of different things uh, to get the truth out. You know, like this uh, data transparency, like we're not allowed to see the data. Like, why are we not allowed to see the data? It's public public health data, right? Vaccination and, and deaths, mm-hmm. you know, we're not, and nobody discloses it. No, no state government discloses it. No federal government discloses it. No country in the entire world discloses it. Now you can't even get it at that. The counties could get it, but no county has ever disclosed it. So what the, you know, why do we have to be left in the dark here, you mm-hmm. know? And, I got into a a discussion with the NPR reporter. I said, you know, you may think I'm a misinformation spreader, but I'm really trying to uncover the truth here. And all I want to know is what the truth really is. And I think the American people should know what the truth is and you know, they're covering it up. And she said, well, maybe that's because if they showed you the data, you could misinterpret it and cause harm. Interesting. Yeah. And I said, "Okay, so where is that study that was published in a peer-reviewed scientific journal that says if you keep the data secret, it leads to better health outcomes?" <laughs> I, you know, it's like it's like Pfizer doing the 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 trial, and you know, mm-hmm. like everybody who got the vaccine died. Yeah, and in, in the in the Pfizer trial, I'm just saying this hypothetical. Sure, uh, and. Then they said, well, we got to keep that secret because that would be counter narrative because then nobody would take the vaccine if everybody knew that the death rate was, say, 10 percent or something like that. Yeah. And so, you know, so I don't think that will get us better health outcomes no. at all if you keep this stuff secret. And yet this NPR reporter mm-hmm. was it could not be knocked off of that. And what's interesting, of course, is that the CDC, when I went to the CDC, they're saying, hey, we'd like to get the, that vaccination records, but the states haven't given it to us. And then I said, well, have you asked? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, you know, we're, we're being played here. These people are not honest and, and they want to do the right thing and they want to seek the truth and they want to expose the truth. And of course, that's why we have misinformation spreaders because it's the misinformation spreaders who are interested in finding the truth,
0: right? Right. Steve, is there any evidence of change in New Zealand? You have a recent Substack article about the New Zealand regulator uh, that admits the risk benefit of the Pfizer jab is unclear. I mean, that should be front page news. Isn't it? It's not like you or me saying it. It's like yeah. Oh, it's been. It's been yeah.
2: Um, You you would think but you know we all know how that works right any hey there was a there was a paper that was written that showed us over two hundred thousand deaths in 2021 based on survey you think that will go anywhere and um, one of the survey uh, companies is about to ask some interesting questions to uh, to people and uh, they probably let's see. Today is uh, Wednesday, I think, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to check in with him and find out how his survey is going. In fact, maybe why don't I do that right now? Sure. And um,
0: find out um, while you're uh, checking. While you're checking, I'll just say a shout out to Michael Bolden, my friend from the 10th Amendment Center, still in California, rooted there, but. Uh, doing amazing work in uh, teaching the processes and concepts of nullification on every level uh, when the feds don't get it right, and they don't often get it right, that the states have an obligation, and the people do, to say, "Uh uh-uh, no, we're not cooperating. Uh, So, Michael Bolden, you'll be on scheduled for Friday's show, uh, where we'll be from, uh, I think, Leesburg, Virginia, and the Three Cities Save America tour of Virginia. So,
2: All right, um, so I was going to go check in on my friend here from... My survey company, so let me go mm, there we go. <laughs> Got it. Yep, let me go. so let's let's see if he responds. Any results yet on real-time email inquiry to the uh... yeah, yeah, you'll be the first to know awesome uh they'll you'll be
0: breaking news here if he responds all right we'll see we'll see what happens here uh do so, you have any other events that you're going to be attending like the atlanta event you were just at uh not
2: uh no not planning to but you know i guess next time i hop on a plane i gotta you know i should probably let people know in advance hey here's my seat number and here's the airline <laughs> yeah <I> mean, everybody's <laughs> gonna, gonna be jockey it. for a seat and
0: exactly. put on a mask and stuff I'm just I just so, want to yeah, a story don't worry of that actually happening of somebody that recognizes you pretends they don't wearing the mask yeah he is, yeah there, yeah, yeah. mask on <laughs> yep that'd be a great story yeah
2: uh, you know some it, it's amazing how many of these news articles it all says oh this 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 creep the creepy guy does this yeah. right creepy guy like yeah what what's going on there like I'm a creep what you mean Okay. So if I offered a hundred bucks, I'm not a creep or what's the deal? I mean, if, if i offer, so is, is it the amount of money or is it like, why am, am I a creepy cut? Co- Cause it, this was in conversation. Like she says, Hey, what do you do? I said, I'm oh, a misinformation spreader, blah, blah, blah. And, and by the way, master are are, are useless. And she says, no, nah, you know, I kind of like my, master. I said, you know, Hey, would you, you know, if I offered you, you know, hundred bucks to take it off for the flight would you do it i mean you, you you really feel strongly about it and she said uh you know and she said no and and so i i just wanted to find out you know just what the you know and, and i don't think that's any different than than uh i mean to me mm-hmm. i don't think that's any different than walking up to somebody who's unvaccinated and say hey for 100 bucks would you take a shot yeah would you take it for 200 bucks
0: right what's you your what's your thousand yeah. million I mean, they they want to vilify conversations that are inconvenient to what it reveals. Of course, I mean that's you know the bias against anybody that does what you're doing, what we yeah. do. And
2: yeah, uh, funny funny thing. Well, I got a but I got a lot of exposure. I got a lot it, of it, articles. I got 32 million views on my my Twitter post. Did that get picked up? Let's
0: say organically, or did you have PR help get no, it? No, it was totally
2: or, organic. Like, like this this worked better than than my PR guy. We're yeah, tell him
0: that it's embarrassing. I know the PR people. It is, yeah. Love them, but yeah. Uh, sometimes yeah. Exactly. you can't account for the organic spread of uh, something that just goes that proverbial viral uh, in a way that doesn't hurt people, but they try to yep. claim that it does. Yeah. Uh, so, all right. Well, and so as far as any upcoming events, again, um I've got a bunch of them, and I'd love for any of y'all yeah. to be there, or if or if Steve, if you want to get wheelhoused into the natural medicine world we've got so many conferences coming up that i think you would thoroughly enjoy and see yeah so
2: believe me i i am so busy Mm -hmm. uh, nowadays oh my gosh i only got four hours of sleep last night i have this aura ring which is super cool is it like a moonstone ring or whatever you put it on you put it on every night yeah. and it measures your sleep and how um how well you slept and how many times you got up in the, at night and mm-hmm. it measures your o2 sat and i've i've had it with my cpap and without my cpap and, it, and and it does work it it can detect it they they have these other um uh rings that you you can uh, uh that you put on your 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 uh finger and that mm-hmm. those are more those will last the whole night whereas this thing will last multiple days okay. and those things then track you every a uh, few seconds and measure your uh your blood oxygen almost continuously and so you can see exactly what's going on it's really interesting uh so i could see the the uh o2 sat going way down without the cpap and then when i when i'm on cpap it's like perfect nice so it's quite um it is so convincing it's like the convincer for uh for sleep apnea and it's also a great way instead of doing these uh sleep studies and paying a lot of money to do the sleep studies Mm -hmm. Which I find really, really annoying because it's really hard to sleep in those sleep studies because sure. you have these wires coming out of your yeah. head. The easy, the, the, just buy one of these rings, these O2 sat rings uh, that you slip on. Yeah. And I think they cost about 100 bucks or so, but that's way cheaper and way nicer. Um, to find out whether you have sleep apnea or not. I mean, that's, that's I'm something I'm holding that, out until those
0: rings can throw out like cloned images of me everywhere, like Schwarzenegger in like one of those movies. Uh, when they get that good, then I'll get one. Also make sure y'all are getting your sovereign copper because copper facilitates the utilization of iron, which is critical for oxygenation. But in the absence of copper, uh, blood oxygen saturation levels will drop, CPAP or no CPAP. So copper is a very critical mineral that we've been told to be afraid of, just like selenium that can protect against cancer and reverse cancer. It seems like everything they tell us to be afraid of, Steve, are the things we most need.
2: It does uh, seem that way, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Yes. Um, you,
2: know, you, you can pretty reliably listen to anything that the CDC has been telling you. Mm-hmm. And do if you do the opposite, uh, you're be much
0: better in, off in good shape. Yep. Certainly the FDA, uh, which I call the Fear and Death Administration, they are responsible for approving that, which is the third leading cause of death every year annually. And, uh, you know, I bring this up for so many years, Steve, Um, the Barbara Starfield report in the Journal of the American Medical Association year 2000 that assessed those numbers. Nobody's disputed it. It's never been, you know, like they try to withdraw these studies. It's like, nope, we just try to pretend it's not there. And when you bring it up, it's like, um, I can't compute that. That's just too horrible to think that the people that we rely upon for our health are the third leading cause of death still, even today, even though it's it's seeking the right direction of people being very wary of it for some, it's still an amazing level of how programmable the human people are as, speci- as a species, not just Americans, but all humans capable of being programmed to do really dumb things for their health.
2: Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. and uh, they're, And
0: vaccinating yourself and your kids is one of the biggest ones. Oh, yeah. And and I kudos to the docs that have woken up and now look back and reassessed it and said, oh my gosh, they weren't just lying to us about COVID jabs, but the entirety of that uh, vaccine industrial complex has set up to basically create chronic disease and then manage and profit from those chronic diseases created in infancy and childhood. And no, that's not cynical. That's just a, you know the way they do business. And if, at a certain point, you wake up and you realize you got to stop worshiping these people. They're human beings like all of us, and that's you know one of the stories I'm going to cover next hour from a brownstone article, which is really cool. Inherent deceit of modern medicine, uh, that's coming up as well. So, uh, Steve, any any reply back on that email? Are we going to break news today, or we'll have to get you back on. Uh,
2: let's see. I don't. I sent him a text, so mm-hmm. uh, we get a faster response. Uh, no, uh, nothing.
0: He just doesn't want you to break it on the Robert Scott Bell show. We we, we uh, could, could can't do that. <laughs> yeah
2: yeah uh it's interesting here a uh, new report estimates covid uh, vaccine damages in the us in 2022 led to over 26 million people being injured at a cost of nearly 150 billion to the economy mm-hmm. uh and this is an epic times uh yeah.
0: article find out who who got the money and you'll understand a little bit more about why the media doesn't cover what we talk about here and why they denigrate Steve for asking good questions. Uh, it's yeah. obvious.
2: Man, oh, man. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you.
0: No, yeah, you told me a lot. I appreciate your uh, candor in all of these things and rolling with me on a lot of subjects. And all I'd ask, if you have a moment, not that you're a, not a busy guy, but check out the Utah Safe and Effective documentary. It's for free, available everywhere. We're trying to stop people from getting a – another covid jab disaster not by force but by information the thing yep. that we do that you do that misinformation or mr information for those that are general.
2: yeah data like real data on what's yeah. really going on i mean uh, you know this all this stuff is happening in plain sight and people are just looking the other ways like how many like have you ever seen so many news anchors like dropping dead in front of the camera in your i
0: don't life? remember that at all
2: growing up yeah yep. yeah yeah. and now it's like it's so it's so it happens then it happens again happens again and pretty soon people are believing that, ah, it's always been that way.
0: Normal occurrence, yeah.
2: Normal, yeah, new normal. Yeah, 15-year-olds dying from a heart attack. I talked to a funeral director mm-hmm. and he's got. they've got three, they do about 3,000 funerals a year and been doing it for over 70 years and said, you know, we never had a 15-year-old die from a heart attack on us before. and And she said, and in uh, december of 2022 she had one a week for three weeks straight wow dang yeah it's just a coincidence <laughs> man i've just been seeing a
0: lot of black swans yeah yeah coincidences yeah you know, two things happening randomly have nothing to do with one another versus the causal link that we know and can observe and report on yet we're called names for doing it and they're not good names but we're big boys and girls. Hopefully we can take it and we'll continue to reach out to those who are ready to be reached. We're not going to abuse anybody who doesn't want to be listening to this, but we're not going to also cower and protect them from this misinformation that could save their lives. And Steve Kirsch, yeah. I appreciate you for stepping it up big time. And in, in yours, I don't know if it's a self-appointed role, but you definitely feel like it it it, it suits you to do this.
2: Um, You know, someone's got to do it. Mm hmm. And I just didn't see enough people doing it to make a difference. Right. I didn't see any any other high-tech exec quitting their job and doing this. I didn't see any high-tech exec speaking out uh, on this. Yeah. Yeah, there may be one, one exception.
0: I won't okay. m- mention any names. Well, but and if yeah. you want to re- reveal any conflicts of interest as we talk about that and doing this, I mean, are you profiting from the anti-vaxxer <sighs> community somehow?
2: Um, I do get some uh, income from the the um a a, a, a a handful of people who subscribe and, and yeah. uh, pay money for
0: my Substack. Mm-hmm. So more than a handful. Well, what do uh, they get in return other than get to read your articles or hear you? Uh, get-
2: it, the, I, I have some articles that are for subscribers only. Okay. And so uh, those... Um, and like how I, I, compare to I'm the... I'm writing an article now on how to get insulin for $35 for a three-month supply if you use uh, 30 um let's say 36 units a day mm-hmm. of insulin i'll give you a, get you a three month supply for 35 bucks all right but
0: how, how yeah. do
2: you in california uh,
0: how does that inflow compare to when you were in actively in the big tech arena uh you know if you can give a percentage of your inflow supporting what you're doing now compared to when you were there
2: yeah so that's a little hard to estimate because part of it is the the stock that you get Mm-hmm. um so you know it's a fraction of of what i was making before you know you don't do this for the money huh? yeah or at least i don't do it for the money i mean maybe there are people who do it for the money i haven't found them right. but everybody's pretty much uh taking a hit financial hit uh, in doing this especially asim Malhotra.
0: Mm, yeah yeah uh, that's a guy i haven't interviewed him yet i met him at uh, a, a chd bobby kennedy fundraiser in la but i'd love to get him on the show I'd appreciate so much what he's doing and I appreciate what you're doing, too. And I thank you for stopping by again. It's always great to have you on board. If there's any breaking news, despite the guy on the other side of the text that doesn't want you to break it on my show, you're welcome back anytime. Yep. Thanks. <laughs> All right. Great. That is Steve Kirsch. Check out his Substack, stack, We got a whole other hour broadcast healing live from Lynchburg, Virginia. The Save America Tour with Jonathan Emore. We'll talk more about that and a whole lot more than that after this, because the power to heal is yours. Show. All right, trying to get something in my belly while I'm on the break, and the break was too short. And this is what life was like on the road, super done. And it's not my day of fasting, so I'm trying to eat a little bit. Got to gear up for uh, right after the show, heading over to the event in Lynchburg uh, for Jonathan E. Moore, the Save America Tour. And uh, it's going to be spectacular. It's going to be really amazing. Yeah, sounds cool.
1: Three days, three events. Yep.
0: Yeah. And then you're, you're going to be on the road. You're going to be a roadie for yeah. Jonathan Eamard. The roadie. When I'm going to They say uh, the voice of God, you know, how they do sometimes when you're MCing, you're not on stage all the time where you just kind of use the microphone to introduce people to kind of move things along. Is that what they refer you to, to you as, Is the voice of God? I just saw an email <laughs> while we were on the break that said, we're, we're probably going to use that as a technique. So, no, they weren't referring to me as the voice of oh, God. Oh, I see.
1: Yeah. Yeah. When I think of voice of God, I remember the the bit that uh, Bill Cosby did way back in the day. Bill Cosby when he was uh, doing the story about Noah. Mhm. Remember that? Yeah, vaguely. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Noah. Yeah. Noah. What? I want you to build an ark. It's classic. <laughs> anyway.
0: Yeah. Uh What's see. a cubit? <laughs> Upcoming events, um, special deals, things like that. I want to make sure people are plugged into, even though I'm on the road. And if you know anybody in Lynchburg, Virginia, send them on down. If you want, you know, and you go to emord4va.com. I don't know if Super D if you have those things available visually, but um, today is the 29th of March, 2023. The 30th of March will be outside of Richmond, Virginia. And the 31st, we will be uh, in Leesburg, Virginia. So there. Three events in a row in the Virginia, various Virginia areas, and I'd love to see it any or all of those. So please uh, take the time to send this message out to those that are in there if you're not in that area anywhere. So, emord4va.com, there's an upcoming events tab like we have, upcoming events tab on our website at robertscoutbell.com, because immediately following these three days, I'll be flying down to Tampa to be with my friends. Uh, Joe Messino, Jamie Dorley, Tracy Straub, Judy Mikovits, and a whole lot more at the Mind Body Soul Restoration, and that's Nutritional Frontiers. And I believe I just saw an email, and I think I forwarded it to you, Super D. And it's about it's sold out, but yeah, yeah, you got it. N- way to nail it! Live streaming is available, so if you guys want to take part in what's going to happen there remotely. They now have that as an accessible uh, uh, option. I don't know if there's a cost associated with it, Super D. If you click on the sign up, it might just happen. Uh, yeah, it,
1: it takes you to the thing to buy the tickets. So I think okay. I think you still have to buy the tickets, but you can actually watch it online. It, okay. Because I
0: guess, like you said, they're sold out. So. Yeah, but uh, there's a lot of cool stuff that will happen at that event. And then uh, back at, I think the, the next weekend is, if I'm not mistaken, after this weekend, is it, is it already going to be the Easter weekend, holiday weekend?
1: That's a good question. Yeah, I need, I need to check that out. All right, I'm getting. When is it. Easter? Is somebody out there? Tell us real quick. See if you can beat me to it here. <laughs> yes, Easter two 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 zero two three is. Hmm. Normally, would just say. Really? Wow. No one will is tell it, you. They're not April ninth. Yeah, that's it. April ninth. So April ninth. Yeah.
0: That would be um. Yeah, that was next weekend, not this one, next weekend. Yeah. So we got a week, we got week from all, this all of those days. That's crazy. And then we have the big uh, Be Healthy Utah event. In, um if you go to BeHealthyUtah.com, that's uh, uh, an event, a two-day event, uh, 21st and 22nd of April. Um, I'm going to be back in Florida on the 15th for a memorial service for Ruth Quinto. Uh, you all know Stephen Quinto, who I told you about by seven, eight months ago, passed away in it well into his eighties, who was the uh, founder, founder and developer of the technology that resulted in the Sovereign Silver product and the Argentin 23 as well. And then eventually, you know, his, his, his boys have taken, you know, things continue and many other people are working there doing good work to maintain the integrity of those products. And now we have the Sovereign Copper as well. And, and I was, you know, helping years ago in-house on the gel development, uh, but wonderful, wonderful people. And uh, Ruth passed away, um, recently as well usually doesn't it's not unusual for a spouse to pass away after one of the spouses dies in in your elder years and so i'm gonna go there and lead the memorial service for the family and i'm grateful for that opportunity and then again the ub health utah and then after that we have the uh the big event in nashville tennessee with terry and Stu warner and we need to get them on the calendar before that event i want to talk to them in more detail about what's going on there because look at the lineup it's incredible As well, same thing with Shane and Liz Watt talking about Be Healthy Utah. I'd love to get them on the show before then to help preview it uh, maybe next week or so if we can. And then we have the Memorial Day Weekend Extraordinaire event. This is the is it the fifth annual? Yeah, it is the fifth one in a row. St. Louis, Missouri Memorial Day Weekend. And that's the Advanced Medicine Conference with Dr. Batar. And, you know, he's been through a lot in the last year for sure, uh, more than anything that we've ever seen. Uh, other than attacks on him prior to that many years ago, but this has been intense. So uh, if you guys want to join me and many other good healing folks in St. Louis Memorial Day weekend for the Advanced Medicine Conference, that's coming up. Then we have the Goody uh, Farms Homestead RSB Union, and we don't call it a reunion because we've not done this before. And there's a link there to uh, sign up, be part of the weekend. And um, we were informed that Ben Tapper is going to be there with us as well, which is kind of cool. July 14th, 15th, and 16th. We'll be adding more events into the mix, but we do have a big one in Las Vegas, Nevada, September. uh, And that's the uh, Biomed Expo, September 14th through 17th in Las Vegas. And I'll be speaking there. I'll be moderating some panels. I'll be broadcasting from there. So there's a number of opportunities. If you're not in one city, you might be near another or in another. And I would love, love, love to see you. Uh, And Kelly did confirm, yes, next weekend. Not this weekend, is Easter weekend. What are you doing for Easter? Uh, my wife and I are going to take a nice weekend trip. I've oh. got I've been asked to MC uh, uh an event at the, at the temple there in Denver area uh and uh give some service. Happy to do it. And so yeah, we're going to have a nice weekend trip my honey and I. We'll visit with friends and other people like family that are friends, that good good of friends. So that's unusual. We don't normally do that. So we'll have to talk about probably fr- that good Friday doing an encore, I'm thinking. Okay. It would make sense. It's a holiday for a lot of people. Good
1: Friday. Mm-hmm. I thought all Fridays were good.
0: Yeah, I guess. I mean, that's the Good Friday. That's what they call it and leading to what, what others have called Resurrection Day on Easter. Uh, but I don't like to get into any areas of controversy other than no, all the no. areas of controversy oh. we get into. Yeah. This
1: is the internet. Isn't that what we're supposed to be doing?
0: Well, that's true. Yeah, That's what everybody else is doing. Mm-hmm. Anyway... Yeah. Hey, any, any thoughts from you on the uh, uh, the the Nashville shooter? I mean, I opened real quick and I wanted to get to Steve Kirsch last hour, uh, but I like how he just was just like, no, thanks. I know I respect the <laughs> guy that says, that's not my wheelhouse, and that's cool. I, I don't doubt, want to yeah. force people that yeah. do things they're not comfortable with. But one of the points I made when we were talking about this, I was in the car on the way here. It was uh, imagine if this so called transgender young adult was going to see a homeopathic doctor. No. There was their choice, his choice, her choice, whatever. It was to home- a natural doctor. Mm-hmm. And then this shooting happened. What do you think the front pages of the world headlines would read?
1: Um, well, but you think they would have said that uh, because this shooter had seen a homeopath that that yes. caused him to Absolutely. shoot people? You, you think kidding? so? I don't
0: oh, know. Oh, freaking A, dude. I don't they know. They would jump know. all over it. Anytime they have an opportunity to accuse a What would hap- novel here's novel. here's probably what would happen. Here's
1: probably what would happen. That it would probably say something cuz you know, they did it did say in the uh the article, the one article I was able to find cuz mm-hmm. listen, every time there's a school shooting, we always ask the same question, right? Yeah. Uh and so I was curious, you know, was this person did they have a history of, of being, uh, you know, uh, on medication for mental Ooh. illness? Um, and yeah, let's just go through the timeline here. Cause you know, we were talking about this, I think on, was it, was it on Friday mm-hmm. or when was it, when was it we were first, when did this happen? I don't even remember now it's been a few days, Yeah, but if you remember, we were on the show, yeah. uh, and it had just happened, maybe mm-hmm. what was it like Monday? Yeah. And, and
0: what's weird about it is I asked, I wonder if this is going to be a transgender. I don't know where that came from. It was like, well, it, it, it was
1: something that had just been popped up online mm-hmm. and it was like, we weren't able to confirm it. And it was, it was like a matter of like, you know, less than 30 minutes later after the show ended, mm-hmm. it was confirmed. And I sent you a message on that. And so it was mm-hmm. kind of like, okay, now is that, should that be like a, a thing? Oh my goodness. It was a transgendered person. Uh, well, as far as the media goes it was fun to watch how different news outlets were handling that situation yeah you had uh like msnbc and cnn because i was flipping through channels because i was trying to find out what the heck is the deal here what's going on Mm -hmm. uh and they were totally trying to tap dance around the whole thing right you know Mm -hmm. then you went to like the more conservative outlets and they were just like yeah it was a trans uh, shooter the trans killer a trans massacre (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, well, this was this was not predictable, was it? No. Um, but with that said, uh if if you take a look, at least what we do know at this point, uh, we don't know whether this person who apparently was twenty eight years old did not look twenty-eight to me. Mm-hmm. When you look at those pictures, it looks like a teenager to me. But it, it, you know, when we as we get older, everybody looks younger anyway. But no. uh twenty-eight years old apparently. Mm-hmm. And sp- apparently, uh, on some places on the internet had referred to themselves as male, even though they were biologically female, yeah, and were using male pronouns. Mm-hmm. So do we know at this point? Yeah, I haven't seen anywhere that is, has confirmed that there was hormonal things you know or hormones or testosterone yeah. or anything. a lot of people are jumping jumping to conclusions right
0: now. Yes, but my reasonable Assessment, I will call it, not jumping to conclusion. Is
1: speculation that
0: when would you say, yes. yeah but when you have somebody that is under doctor's care for emotional issues. Well, and, and that's see, that's what we doctor, don't know. But I thought that yeah. they said that that was one of the things that said it.
1: But but what we don't know is what does that mean? Well, my what does that mean? They were they were under doctor's care. Yes, for an emo for emotional okay. disorder. Now, yes, you can say mm-hmm. that it's very likely that this person was on this drug or that drug or whatever. We don't know. They, you know. And the thing is, is they're probably not going to come out with that right away. They usually don't
0: on these things. But my speculation that you call, uh, I don't know, what is it, speculation, mm-hmm. is that if indeed this was a licensed medical professional right. treating somebody with a you know, social anxiety disorder or emotional disorder, mm-hmm. there would be a snowball's chance in hell that they were using a homeopathic remedy An herbal. I know you know supplement. That the only thing they're going to be doing is with their prescription pen writing a script for one of these medicines that we know are linked to these shootings. In addition to the controversy surrounding hormonal therapy, was this person on you know, but you
1: know what? That's the thing that most people that you've seen, especially in the conservative outlets, that's what they're jumping to. It's like, well, it, was it? Is it possible that they were high on testosterone?
0: Yeah, I know. But that was my point of like, stop focusing only there. There may be legitimacy to it, but what about all the other psychiatric drug shootings?
1: Which we've seen in the past. You on, know? The up, on the of. So until we find out more about what this emotional disorder was and how this person was being treated— Mm-hmm. You know, all we can do is just guess, and yeah. based on history, it would not be, it would not be
0: um, unusual.
1: Hey, for it's this Wednesday. to be a thing.
0: Today is Wednesday. Did Ty Bollinger say he couldn't show up because they're they're launching Quest for the Keys? I Cutter. I
1: messaged him earlier this morning. He did not get back to me until we were well into the show. It turns okay. out that they are filming at the house right now. Okay, um, so he was not. I had a feeling he was not going to be available because tonight was the launch of. Uh, of uh, the uh, quest for the, for the quest curious for the chapter
0: i hope you all have signed up uh super Donna sent out a couple of emails please take advantage of the free freeness of it and that yes. helps us when you do that as well there's a so. big
1: banner in the show notes too that yeah. you can i don't think it's too late i think you
0: can still get registered for it i'm hearing some clicking from your uh, side if you don't mind re- i'm just, hearing just, it from I, your I, side
1: i checked okay. the um so who should who should uh i checked the feed okay and i didn't hear any clicking from you on the feed Okay. Now let me um let me
0: I'm just only hearing it when you speak. though. So. you're gonna listen now. Okay, I'm gonna quiet everybody. He's hunting rabbits. <laughs> <laughs> what do you hear? Any clicking noises? I
1: didn't hear anything. If you guys are hearing any kind of clicking, popping sound, let us know in the chat.
0: Okay. And I'm we'll hearing it from Superd, so I, I don't know what's say, up. Yeah, and
1: I'm hearing it from you. I thought that, it was coming it from you.
0: Backwards and forwards to you and me. It's so. you, man. It's not uh, me. It's all says, you. When the homeopath prescribed 50 trillion over the usual dosage, I got a bit suspicious. Yeah. Uh, you know, the point is, if it were, and I, I feel confident confident in saying so, Super D. if this was a homeopath that was treating this patient who was a woman, man, whatever, and she shot up, and he shot up. Whatever the school, uh, it would be a different story. Immediately, they would try to pinpoint the, you know, the quackery. Dude, come on! Bad. If
1: you, if, if, you, listen here. I, I'm going to say you're wrong, and here's why I'm going to say you're wrong. You're wrong. Uh, if if the story was, mm-hmm. oh, see, it is me.
0: Damn ah. All right. You want All right. To well, I'll
1: reconnect? go back and come back, but uh, I'm or, tell
0: everybody how wrong you are before you have a chance. No, to no, no. I'm listen, wrong. listen. Here's what it means. No, no, so reconnect. Reconnect. It's okay. Imagine. Imagine. Okay. No clicking. Stop the clicking. Come back, and you'll have your chance. Watch me. I'm gonna. I'm gonna lock him out. He can't come back in because he's gonna tell me I'm wrong, and I can't handle that emotionally. It just. It doesn't work to have your your producer accuse you of being wrong about something. And you know how it is with Super Don. We just turn off his microphone when he gets a little ornery. <laughs> that's, a, that's how we roll here. There's no freedom of speech on the Robert Scott Bell Show from producer Super Don. Uh, so he's going to roll back and listen to this and go, wait a second. Is that the same show I'm on? Is that the same Robert I'm on? By the way, we're going to get to uh, woolly mammoth burgers uh, this hour as well. And this is not an affront to vegetarians. I, I think it's an affront to uh, contemporary meat eaters. Willy mammoth burgers. What's that all about? That's gonna be bizarre. All right, I think we got Supernon back in the mix. And I told everybody I would cut your mic off if you said I was wrong, but um, I probably won't. Just in case I do, I just wanted to warn people. <laughs> so, tell me how wrong I am for saying what I said of it. If this was a homeopath, what would you know the headlines likely be?
1: What's the main criticism of say a skeptic about
0: homeopathy? Well, that it doesn't work because there's nothing there.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So why why what would they say? How could they say that what you were doing caused them to do anything? It doesn't work. It's just water. Mm-hmm. That's not going to make somebody shoot up a school.
0: Mm-hmm. But what they would say is they weren't getting appropriate care and treatment ah, to get on the very yes. drugs. That would have caused them to shoot up the school. would have prevented it. Or it would have been a narrative of, let's lump homeopathy into all natural medicine and say, see, this is what happens when you go to an unlicensed or a non-medical school accredited whatever. So those themes would be perpetuated ad nauseum to the point where they try to have congressional hearings where Dick Durbin would call for the banning of all medicine not approved by the FDA, which, you know, we've seen that over the years, but it would strengthen it. Now, the other aspect is the gun grabbing aspect, as you know um you know biden going hey assault weapons scary weapons we need to remove them and then they use immediately this shooting as evidence tennessee you republican tennessee people now do you see you've got to change your stance i'm like no we don't no amount of school shootings is ever going to change my mind about the right to keep and bear arms my right to keep and bear arms uh so the narrative is wrong from the the get-go because there are more firearms used in the prevention of illicit or illegal use of firearms in terms to take life than there are those that actually are engaged and end up killing people indiscriminately
1: what what do you say to because i know uh, i've seen this tossed around quite a bit lately ever since the shooting happened that that firearms are the number one killer of teenagers and children Mm. now it that uh car acts it overcame car accidents and that the number one uh, killer of children
0: yeah is firearms are they saying suicide or homicide or accidental? I don't know. I don't know, All right, I do know d- details on that because we do know the depression and suicide rates are, are on the rise, whether they use a firearm or not, because of the pharma COVID uh, narrative and what they've done, the lockdown, the government, and everything like that. So they're going to use whatever tool they have access to, if that's the case to t- try and take themselves out of the, the life chain, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, if we look at the leading cause of, of, uh, of death, You know, I've argued modern medicine is that because it's not the third leading cause of death with their drugs, but the the very treatments that they initiate, uh, preventive or otherwise, create the scenario of manifesting diseases like cancer and heart disease. So I argue that it's not just their drugs that are harmful, but their drugs also cause these other diseases that they claim are diseases independent of, you know, medicine, all about, you know, lifestyle and genetics with a little emphasis on lifestyle, but more genetics than anything. And so it's embarrassing. That's why we need to go have a woolly mammoth burger and a big brontosaurus beer or something, uh, which is one of the stories about fake food in this hour, Super Don, that you brought to my attention. That apparently they they went in and they sequenced some woolly mammoth muscle or something, and they genetically engineered it in a lab to grow a woolly mammoth meatball. I don't know who's the first person to try this. Can we get can we get Mikey. He hates everything. I mean, wh- who's who's gonna? Well, oh, woolly mammoth genetically modified meatballs. This is real?
1: This is real. And this is coming from, let me bring it up here. Uh, what happened here? When I uh, went out and came back in, it screwed
0: everything up for me. So hold oh. on just a second here. Right. You've
1: got the article there in front of you, right?
0: Um, yeah, I'm going to pull it up again because I was counting on you, my brother. So right. meatball from the long extinct mammoth is created by a food firm. I I use that term loosely. Food firm, they used it directly, but it's a good alliteration. Food firm, but I don't think there's much food going on here. It's an Australian company resurrecting the flesh of the woolly mammoth to grow meat from those cells. And I don't know why is there is there such a strong desire, you know, to taste these exotic meats that you're willing to go to a lab that you know sequence some DNA from woolly mammoth hair or something, and then they make it in a lab. Looks like a Looks like a. It a looks like a meatball. meatball. I mean, uh, ball, I got to restart one of my that. programs here. Yeah. Hold on. I'm not but, eating um, that. Let's see. The project wants to, to make it from that. Let's see. There are sources working to replace conventional meat, such as chicken, pork, and beef. These are all going to be genetically engineered. The fat profile will be nothing close to what we call normal or natural. Um, they're investigating other 50 other species. They want to do it in a lab. Uh, let's see, we chose the woolly mammoth because it's a symbol of diversity loss and a symbol of climate change. There's oh, the meatball. That's the reason? They chose the woolly mammoth because it's a symbol of diversity loss and a symbol of climate change?
1: Yeah, well, from what I, if I read, if I remember what I read here, uh, yeah. they, uh, you said here, it's already investigated the potential of more than 50 species, including, and this is all lab-grown, yeah. Alpaca, a buffalo, crocodile, kangaroo, peacocks, and different types of fish. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now I guess if it's if it's lab grown, then people can't say,
0: "Oh, that's that's." Uh, you're, you're you're missing the, for me a money shot here in this article. Then they say it's because there's a symbol of adversity loss and a symbol of climate change. Of course, how many of you were driving big SUVs and burning oh, diesel I know, I know. at the time of the woolly yeah. mammoth to cause this, this climate true. change that they claim? That's I still hear the clicking. Like, oh, do you? Yeah, I hear the clicking still, too. Damn it. I don't know why that's happening. We, It's a mystery. Um, did you get to say how wrong I was fully? No, I think I we did. Yes, we did. We covered that already. So they want to invent
1: meat. They say that they want to yeah. invent meat. We look for cells that are easy to grow, really tasty and nutritious, and then mix and match those cells to create really tasty meat. Yeah. And yes, they said here that they chose the woolly mammoth this 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 meatball <laughs> because it's a symbol of diversity loss and a symbol of climate change. Yeah. The creature is thought to have been driven to extinction by uh, hunting by humans. Yeah, and the warming of the world after the last ice
0: age, which was obviously because the cavemen were driving big old SUVs, um, and using lots of hairspray. Right. Oh gosh. Um. Yeah. Okay. Well. Anyway. Yeah. This clicking woolly is mammoth.
1: Would clicking. you eat? Would you eat a woolly mammoth uh, a meatball? Not like this. Not for,
0: Not like the last. Well, create, th- no. there's probably
1: no other way you could eat a woolly mammoth. Dude, if I was a
0: caveman, star, you know, starving, no, in no, a, no, you're
1: not a caveman. I'm talking about now. Yeah, no, I'm
0: not. I'm gonna pass. How, on here's a lap the bigger. Here's meatball. the probably the
1: bigger story. How did, we have technology that allows us to make meatballs out of woolly mammoth DNA. Yeah, yeah. Now, what from what I say? understand, they 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 aren't. They haven't eaten or tried it mm-hmm. because they're concerned that uh, because the wool woolly mammoth meat has not been in our environment in our ecosystem for so long that it could ha- there could be complications from ingesting the meat and that our immune
0: system may not be able to handle it wow so nobody's willing to try it you can make it but we ain't now, trying. It.
1: you know what i'm thinking of when i think of this what i'm thinking of like gain-of-function research yeah if I we've got time. guys in laboratories that are are bringing back anch- here we go right don't, let's get me on a rant you know how i how i felt about ancient grains mm-hmm. <laughs> now we've got ancient meat yeah uh, and in fact i even made a, a joke about that didn't i when we were talking about it you know we don't yep. call it ancient meat well here you go here's ancient meat they have figured out how to tell how to bring woolly mammoth meat back wow uh but they are concerned about what it might do if somebody ingests it you know you know you know you know there is some billionaire out in the Middle East or something like that that's just got more money than he knows what to do with that is sitting there and just going, I want that meatball. How much, how much you want for that meatball? Uh, I'll give you a million dollars for the woolly mammoth meatball because I want to eat that. I want to serve that to my guests or something, right? You know, some kind of exotic thing.
0: All right, Super D, disconnect again. The clicking got worse. I'm going to cover uh, the story about the fake meat a little bit more, and then I want to get into the probiotic controversies. I'm going to do a full reboot. All right. I'm going to hang out here with you and me and everybody. Thank you for being here. The Robert Scott Bell Show is live from Lynchburg, Virginia. And there's another Lynchburg that's famous. I think Lynchburg, Tennessee. Isn't that where they they make uh, that uh, whiskey, uh, Jack Daniels? I'm not mistaken, but I haven't been to either place. This is the first time I'm in Lynchburg, Virginia. I think it's the home for Liberty University as well. And we're gonna have the big Save America rally today with Jonathan E. Mord. And you know, why I knew Lynchburg, Virginia growing up is because my dad's dad, my grandpa, his company was called Bell Craig, Bell Hyphen Craig uh, back in the day. And I was a kid, you know, and it was kind of a um, pharmaceutical slash medical device company. And they got bought out by the CB Fleet Pharmaceutical Company, a family-owned pharmaceutical company conglomerate. But they didn't, to my knowledge, make drugs so much as uh, they adopted the barium scans, the barium enemas. This was a, like radioactive material that you put in the colon to scan it so you'd see what was going on. It would fluoresce, if you will. And um, then of course, you know, fleet enemas, summer's eve douches, things like that. So this was the company my dad worked for for decades, you know, that I that I grew up. And of course, you can make jokes about it, but. Uh, I actually got a, a little bit of a scholarship when I went to university from that company. I kind of submitted an essay and I won and they gave money so I could go to school and not have as much debt at the time For I knew that going to school wasn't the greatest thing ever at, at the university level. In fact, you know, everything I learned, I'm not saying there's nothing that I learned that's good through the university level. I can't say zero, but by and large, most everything that I learned, I had to unlearn to relearn actual I say science, but certainly healing, the healing arts that are not taught in, med- in high-level medical schools. It's all about drugging you, you know that. So um, we are so far off on so many things. I'm looking at this Defender article Marcola wrote. He says, the market for fake food is projected to hit $3 trillion. Now, if that's true, I don't know if they're uh, Federal Reserve notes uh, that are the equivalent to uh, Venezuela or Zimbabwe dollars, but it's disappointing. Uh, If we, if we think, you know, are we going to be destroyed by aliens from other planets attacking us, or are we going to destroy ourselves by eating fake food over time to make it impossible to reproduce or ingesting fake drugs? I mean, what would I call fake drug or fake shot? I mean, it's basically a shot that it's abhorrent to nature. A drug that is toxic and poisonous, a shot that is toxic and poisonous and or altering uh, your normal or natural DNA protein synthesis. In other words, your body knows what to to produce. And you're going to be receiving injections from mad scientists and medical people that control your lives because you believe in them like you believe in Jesus. I'm sorry to offend anybody, but many people of faith believe more in their doctor than they do in that which they read in the Bible. I'm not accusing anybody here. Unless you get upset, then maybe you need to look in the mirror. But people treat medicine like a religion—modern medicine—and it's just—it's—it's it's just so disappointing that still people—it's like ah, the 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 move is on for fake meat. You see how many people want to eat fake meat now? I'm not—I'm not saying that any one religion has is more guilty than another. But uh, Chick Fil A, sorry, did I say that? No, I'm not. Just uh, come on, eat clean food, y'all. How much of what we are suffering from, as far as chronic disease, debilitating and degenerative conditions is the result of eating fake food or food grown with fake stuff, fake stuff meaning not naturally occurring, but synthesized by man that has toxic poisonous consequences for ingesting, including displacing the minerals that you need in your physical body or self to function fully metabolically. How much of the correction Involves simply putting cleaner things into your body that are of the natural world, and I know "natural" it doesn't have a regulatory uh, uh, definition, but organic quality. You follow me in what I'm saying here? If you've never seen "Secret Ingredients," the film, then please watch it. I'm sure it's available for free somewhere. If not, it's nominal. But just to watch a ninety-minute documentary that shows how simply eating clean food and you have reversal of Serious ailment diagnoses by the medical profession, including autism. Now we go from uh, the fake food to uh, probiotics. Interesting article here that Super Dawn found, and something I've been bringing up for years as well. I don't know if Super D remembers it, but a headline from the Washington Post reads Probiotic supplements may do the opposite of boosting your gut health. Super D, are you back? I think so. Good. I just had to spray some silver in my throat. I'm getting a little...
1: I think so. One one thing that came to mind on the on the fake f- food thing that I, I'm yeah. curious about is that, you know, they've tried mm-hmm. to do the fake food thing, and from everything I've read, they failed miserably. You look at Beyond Meat and Impossible Burgers and stuff like that, nobody wanted them. And they've they've actually, the companies have had, had trouble. They've ended up laying off people and stuff like that because people just didn't, uh, they just weren't interested in fake food to food. Yeah. Yet, you know, this hasn't discouraged apparently a bunch of other people that are trying to pursue this. Um so uh I don't I don't know what their angle is going to be on this or how they're going to try and make this successful, but they've they've failed uh, miserably with their first try on this. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I, and it could be investor speak in these articles, but Mercola's highlighting it. That there's, you know, they expect trillions of dollars to go into this. Maybe it's wishful thinking. I don't know. But for those of you who are ingesting in that kind of protein, uh, I'm sure you're not many of you are in th- this audience. I'm just have a sense of that. Uh, but. Oh, my gosh. I, I want to get to the probiotic thing. All right. This is I don't know if you've ever re- recalled me saying this, Super D, but, you know, over the years, we've gotten the complexity understood a little bit better of the of the uh, probiotic colonies, we call them uh, microbiome, the microbiome of the gut. And yet, if you see, I don't know, thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of species, what is the number? And you take a probiotic that has one or two things in it, and you consistently do that, might you expect reasonably that it could cause your existing microbiome to become even more imbalanced than it already was? Or if it wasn't imbalanced and then you throw only one thing in, might that eventually overwhelm the bacterial colonization and its biodiverse reality? And this is why, you know, when I talked about the role of silver in addressing, let's say, let's just call it, let's say a temporary immune challenge. You might call that an acute infection of some kind. Where you have previously relied, like I did growing up, on toxic chemo to squash the bugs, in particular one year after. But turns out you end up killing a lot of things and you end up worse for wear because what then grows afterwards is way out of whack, way out of balance, imbalance, or dysbiotic. And so, in the same way, or in this, let me just say it this way in a similar way, if we attack and destroy the microbiome with toxic chemicals, that we end up with opportunistic infections, if you want to call it that. The argument here from this article, which seemingly, you know, you could dismiss and go, oh, that's anti-supplement rhetoric by the Washington Post. And yes, they have a bias against supplements. There's nothing new about that. But the question uh, is, is this that, or is there something else that they're revealing? And, it, you know, let's see, uh, studies show that taking probiotic supplements for overall health to counteract the effect of antibiotics can alter the composition of your microbiome and reduce the level of microbial diversity in your gut, which is linked to a number of health problems. Well, they even though they acknowledge the effects of antibiotics, they're still trying to blame the probiotics as being the problem. It's, isn't that funny? As much as they acknowledge the dysbiosis that happens from antibiotics, they're like, now we're focused on probiotics doing this. Maybe they're going to skirt over. The antibiotics are the starting point, the devastation, followed on by what glyphosate, desiccating everything in glyphosate, punching holes in your gut and creating an altered reality for your microbiome. Therefore, the diversity changes. The biodiversity has shifted. Now, this was the concern of fear for those of you who know about, you know, silver that I utilize, the bio silver hydrosol, raise my kids with it when needed. And turns out that utilizing silver. As a "quote-unquote" antimicrobial to, or, you know immune modulator, but to tamp down an infection, does not have the same negative impact that an antibiotic chemo drug does. That when tested, even at two thousand times the reference dose, there was no negative impact on gut microbiome biodiversity. Counterintuitive because you think silver is an antibiotic; it's not. It's different. It works within the natural world, and it's balanced way or to help restore balance as opposed to disrupt it because it's man-made. And I'm not saying that man can't make anything that makes sense or that works and doesn't harm, but that only tends to happen when you're trying to say, hey, how does nature do this? Can we do the same as opposed to how do we conquer nature, which is a bit arrogant and it results in, again, more chronic ailments, illnesses, diseases, and gut microbiome dysbiosis. So in taking probiotics, you could be doing yourself some harm Because even if they're good, I'm not talking all of them. I just want you to consider, especially the kind that are like, you know, one or two or three isolates, that you could be disrupting the balance. And here's another thing to consider. Pleomorphism. Pleomorphism, which is a fancy word for saying that given a different environment, what grows there changes so that you have microbes in your gut and you alter the terrain of the gut, and then suddenly new things grow. And it was the same, or were the same things that likely expressed new DNA or, or stored DNA, just kind of hung out. They used to call it junk DNA, just hanging out. Why is it there? Well, in case the environment shifts, they got other things so they can produce other proteins to survive in an environment that was formerly nice, now it's hostile, and they got to live. And so the pleomorphism means you could change shape or form for survival, adaptation for survival. Now, that might be not They might not be conducive for your great health but at that point the microbial life forms are trying to go here how do we survive and we call that an infection yes it can be caused by antibiotics but it can also be caused by putting even some good strains but absent of others so going for the multifactorial uh, probiotics it isn't even all about how many or colony forming units as the resilience and the appropriateness of that which you put into the gut so I'm going to pause there, Super D. I don't know if you're still with me. I've just kind of gone off on my own tangents, if you will, with that story that you brought about, about probiotics. Are you clicking still? I don't hear you at all. It's just me. Oh, he walked away. Okay. All right. I'm paying attention now. I just off in my own world here in Lynchburg, Virginia. Uh, let's see. There's a big article here that I want to cover. I switched oh, yeah.
1: browsers, so okay. I'm, I'm seeing it maybe. I don't know what's going Sounds on.
0: Sounds good right now.
1: Yeah. Okay. All right. Sounds really good. I, I've fallen victim to the strange crackling thing that other people do.
0: Yeah, but you're right. The browser, it's bizarre how that'll ha- it'll work for a while, then it won't. So do you have anything to say on the probiotic? Otherwise, we'll go into the in. Inherent- no, I just thought it was interesting in because,
1: listen, mind. probiotics are something we've talked about for a long time. Yeah. I'm not but throwing one right. under the bus, but you want to No, But you're right. I mean, it just makes sense. I mean, if you think yeah. about the human gut, yeah. How many? How many uh, uh, strains of bacteria are in the gut? Is it what? Well, there's like three, right?
0: Yeah. Or, right. Only three.
1: Five, maybe. Yeah. No. So it just makes sense that if you're, unless you're taking the right probiotic, which is going to give you, you know a whole bunch of different strains. If you just start throwing just, you know, just, you know, two or three in there, yeah. it just makes sense that it, it, w- it would cause it an imbalance. Yeah. And I think that's an important, it, it's an important, it was an important um, thing to say because yeah. I, I think it's no, I think you found a good forget one. about.
0: And yeah. I do, st- I still like Dr. O'Hara's. I like the innate response uh, form, innate flora, but uh, folks pay attention to how your body responds. Everybody can be unique and different in your needs. So pay attention to that. And you but. may have
1: answered this, but I mean, here's just, I, I it's a genuine question. I mean, no. is, is are probiotics something that everybody should take? Just blank to ch- everybody, everybody take pre- uh, probiotics or is there a way that you can test yourself mm-hmm. to see whether you have that imbalance and whether you need to be taking pro- or, or is it just, you know, it's just like a thing like selenium or something, you know, it's just like, yeah, yeah everybody should take it. Because it's it's good for you.
0: I, I think more importantly, if you have just been through a course of antibiotics, or if you just discovered, right. oh my gosh, what I'm eating is oatmeal laced right. in glyphosate, you could argue that there's a a, a more critical need to right. supplement and replenish faster. But if I'll somebody work.
1: feels uh, they feel great, everything yeah. seems fine, they're having no issues whatsoever yeah. that they're aware of. Is that something that they should take anyway, just as a a maintenance dose or or something? I would refer
0: to your experience with these probiotics. I've seen clinically where some of them are extraordinary, the the results that I've seen, and other times it didn't work for somebody else. So there are very unique instances that would say, yes, beneficial. But, of course, if we ate more raw, organic, unprocessed foods, and fermented foods and cultured foods and vegetables, we would have a a normal inflow of bacteria. we become sanitized in wrappers where there's no bacterial interaction with the outside world, and that's not how it normally occurs. Of course, when we have a bacterial interplay and we have a leaky gut or a leaky membrane because of all of the toxic components that we've ingested with or without food, uh, it changes the equation on the history of the use of these things. But remember, some years ago, we were astonished to discover that, that God didn't make a mistake about the appendix. Or as Duke University said, oh, we found out it's the storehouse or the seed house for replenishing the gut should there be a massive you know, decimation of the microbiome due to poisoning or otherwise. Uh, so nature find, finds a way to restore it if you put good clean things in, restore the home for the microbiome. And that's where the Silver Allo Protocol is as important as anything because it, it, it restores integrity to the tissue, the home, the plants, if you will, the fauna, right? The, the the villi, which are like the plants where the grass or the trees that the, the microflora grows in, you know, all of that's decimated by antibiotics and glyphosate. So let's, uh, unless you have an objection, uh, a few minutes here, and then I know we've got a couple of questions. that Your Dan Honor, I object. You do? Okay, go ahead. Uh, point of order.
1: What is the point of order? I just I just confused two things. Didn't
0: point it? of order, you're in trouble. That's you Robert's wrote. rules of order. They don't do that in, uh, no. in, in, in court. Not uh, on Robert's show. Uh, We can do whatever you want. It's okay. This article, The Inherent Deceit of Modern Medicine. Ah, yes.
1: You've got seven minutes to do this.
0: No, and and if you want to read it, it'll take you 15 (laughs) minutes. So I can only hit spotlight, the highlight, the low lights, or whatever it is. This Mm -hmm. is uh, written by three people at Brownstone Institute. And they're going in primarily into the need for doctors to cover up any mistakes that result in injury or death. You know, it's an economic imperative because of the lawsuits, the litigiousness, and on and on it goes. Uh, But the entirety of uh, the population has also played into that deceit because it is perceived and believed that, you know, these doctors are gods, that they can never make mistakes, they're infallible. My argument is not only can they make mistakes and they are fallible, is that their appropriate standard of care is creating great damage, injury, and death. That's not where this article goes, but that's where I take this, that we have worshipped in our Western world culture, the third, second, or first leading cause of death, even as I and others like John Rappaport have pointed out for decades, the significant rate of injury and death due to properly used, administered, and prescribed medicines approved by the FDA or Health Canada or wherever, EFSA in Europe, doesn't matter. That we have turned a blind eye and live in such a state of dangerous, deadly, drug-induced cognitive dissonance to not acknowledge what I and others have been saying about relying on the third leading cause of death as your mainstay monopoly, health care. To say that's insane, I don't think there's a word in the English language that comes close to the insanity that we still are exhibiting as a species. And i wonder now that we've gone through COVID, three years of craziness to see that the experts were wrong about just about everything and i brought this up with steve kirsch again and i bring it up all of the time why are we continuing to go to the same profession the same experts that got everything wrong and never ever ever consider inviting a homeopath a naturopath an herbalist you know, an energy healer, a chiropractor, any of those professions, much less individuals within them that got everything pretty much right. If not about the origin of COVID, at least the treatment it's just to help save people's lives. And I do give credit to the doctors that did the, you know, ivermectin and hydroxy. Uh, they deserve some credit, but do we laud them and put them on a pedestal because they got that right in the midst of that, that now they're the experts of everything? No, they're still learning. They're on a learning curve. We've been doing this for decades. It's like, it's, you know, it's like uh, you, you haven't even entered the medical school of what we've done for decades. Equivalency, if you will. The knowledge base that's out here of those in the holistic realm. And still we're outcasts. And I'm not complaining because I don't like to be in clubs that wouldn't have me. <laughs> Why would I want to be in a club like that? But the point is we're all out creating new clubs where we're all welcoming, including of the doctors that have woken up recently even though they aren't the experts in the things we've had expertise in for decades. So I wanna say that and leave it there because it's a very detailed article, but it it goes a little differently, of course, like everything that Superdome throws my way, then I go with what Superd sends my way, but great article overall to read. I think it does add to the body of knowledge and maybe we'll get people to think twice about relying on modern medicine the way they had because they are fallible, they are dangerous, and that is not deniable. All right. Questions of the day. Can we squeeze a couple in here? Let's see. Oh, it's one. It's two from one person. Stephanie, do you have that to show on the screen for everybody? So I can see it too? question of the day. Stand This is from Stephanie and she's talking about a 13 year old that they're considering putting on birth control. I don't know if Stephanie's doing that. Let's see, a friend is considering that because of mood swings and anxiety. and And of course, this is like I'd say laughable, except if it weren't so dangerous, because, you know, these things are carcinogens as well. And they they can alter permanently your ability to have children one day on top of everything else. So I would not recommend, although it's your friend doing it, potentially, putting a 13-year-old birth, birth control for this reason. She says, I'm wondering if I would consider hormonal changes by Dr. Christopher as a viable solution for a teenager.
1: Absolutely. I like the way she spelled changes. Yes, that's cool. <laughs> Changey.
0: Yeah, I like, like that the DSG. BGs,
1: the changes,
0: the BGs, yes. changes, that'd be a great rock band, the hormonal changes. Uh, so I would say yes, but even more so when you have anxiety and mood swings, yes, it can be hormonal. It can be endocrine. I don't dispute that, but anxiety can be addressed in so many ways before resorting to something like synthetic birth control, even testing to see, you know, CBD or homeopathic remedies like Passiflora, um, you know, even, um, uh, coffee, a crudo, which is interesting. You wouldn't think coffee, it would be for anxiety, but homeopathy like cures like, but reducing the exposure to toxic chemicals and excitotoxins, these things that agitate the nerve system and these kids, if they don't know and they're eating what their parents are giving them, their parents don't you know, bring in good or, or organic food. These kids are eating things that are aggravating their nervous system on top of all the other things that can create endocrine disruption and anxiety. Think about all the plasticizers, the pesticides, the antibiotics. That have altered hormone and endocrine, uh, uh, you know, say neutrality, but uh, the balance. So before throwing the balance further out of whack with birth control pills, let's look at the hormonal changes. Let's look at other things that modulate the things that can agitate the nervous system, including, you know, talking to your kids about, you know, what, what, what bothers them. And don't do like I do. Get out of here, kid. You're bothering me. (laughs) Try to listen. Find out what that might be. All right, second, uh, can you go full screen so I can see the second question? <clears throat> it's on pet health. I hate giving my dog flea tick medications like frontline or heartworm preventive. I know the dog hates it too because he w- runs away when I try to give it to him. He's smart, knows it's bad for him. Aside from throwing caution to the wind and dealing with parasites or fleas, if the dog gets them, what natural alternatives do you recommend? Uh, I've done essential oils for flea and tick stuff and it does work, but of course, it needs to be applied each time the dog goes out. We are going to be moving onto eight acres, and the likelihood our dog being exposed to fleas and ticks is very likely, and even worms, they say. So, now, there are doggy herbalists. Um, I remember as Mira Holistic Hel- uh, Health Center or something like that. They're out of uh, Tucson, Arizona. We've had veterinarians on, like, uh, what's the guy named? Dr. Marty was one of the uh, uh, veterinarians, and, of course, uh, my friend from Pasco, PascoVet.com just north of Tampa, uh, which is uh, um, just, you know, they're tremendous people that know how to deal with this more holistically. And I would say this is where homeoprophylaxis is fascinating. And I don't know if it's considered officially that, but Pulex irritans is the homeopathic flea. It's converting, honestly, a flea. Yeah, you have to kill a flea to make it, but one flea can make a million remedies. So it's efficient if you don't like killing fleas. But this Pulex irritans given to the, uh, the dog or the cat it seems to have a, re- a repelling capacity beyond explanation from a, a materialistic reductionist uh, viewpoint. We've utilized it, but remember also what you're feeding your animal matters, because the healthier the animal is, the less res- uh, less likely they are to be infested, just like other disease things on the planet. Not saying there won't be a flea here and there, but it'll be a lot different than a full on infestation. So make sure they're eating a species appropriate diet, not you know the dried kibble from mass manufacturers of garbage. And deliminine we've talked about the use of deliminine For cats, it's not so pleasant. They don't like the orange side of things, but the citrus side, but the dogs can do well with it. Washing them with orange TKO or when we have the pesticide back on, hopefully we can start talking about that soon again. Orange guard, another way to keep these, these animals safe in the midst of all the pests that are you know, trying to attack them. And as far as internal, um, most of the parasites have an equivalent homeopathic remedy that we can utilize. And there are homeopathic remedies indicated for parasite infection. And you know, I've talked about copper being appropriate as a, an parasitic mineral that is absent in much of the food. Uh, so consider the sovereign copper as well. And uh, I'll pause there because I think we're technically at the end of the show. I may have a short time frame to do a, a bonus round before I have to run out to uh, the Save America tour with Jonathan E. Uh, starts in about an hour at Lynchburg, Virginia. All right, Super D? Yes. So stand by. Thank you all for being here and sharing the show. God bless you all. We'll be back for a short version of a bonus round after this, because the power to heal is yours. Okay, here I am. Whoa. Listen i just got a text from uh jonathan i got to head down you know, like in a few minutes so i need to change and get ready so oh. can you d- take this portion and do any announcements and interaction you can make fun of me whatever i won't mind and, um,
1: i don't have a lot to say i mean we've already done the upcoming events yeah. um so thanks to uh, folium folium
0: products yeah. folium px yeah that thing just go through the go deals, down yeah you know? just you know yeah. go to go get out of here on. Go all ch- right, I'm out of here, guys. Go change See your you clothes. tonight, and tomorrow, and the next day. Come on out to the Virginia events. ImmortureVA.com. <laughs> Love you guys. Thank you. Yay.
1: Okay. Anyway. All right. So, yeah. You know, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to do it the easy way. Uh, just go to robertscottbill.com. All of all of the, the people that help support this show, we put their banners over on the right-hand side. And uh, just... Click on those banners, check it out you know and and um you know you ha- you you get some good stuff for you, you get a discount and it helps support this show so go check out the banners over at robertscottbi we will uh we will be back tomorrow. let me take it well actually let me see if we have guests tomorrow or not because Robert's gonna be doing the thing there at um in Virginia. And so I'm assuming tomorrow, since tomorrow's Thursday, we will have Jonathan Mort on, I assume. Um, But let me see if we've got any other guests that are scheduled for that day. Tomorrow is Thursday, the 30th. No, that's it. So uh, we should have Jonathan Eymour for for at least part of the show. And we'll just be talking about the news of the day. So I think that's it. And um, one thing I will say is, and I do this from time to time, you guys know, you know, I'll, I'll put it out to you guys just to say, hey, you know, uh, how are we doing? We love input. And if there's something that we're doing that, that uh, you like, we like to hear about it. If there's something we're not doing that you would like us to do on this show, we wanna know because we don't know. We don't know unless you tell us. And so there's a couple of ways that you can get a hold of us. You can submit uh, comments and questions. You can do it at the website. If you go to the top there, there's a contact button you can click on. Uh, You can always shoot me an email directly at askrsb at gmail.com. Or you can call. We have a phone number, 866-939-2355. That's 866-939-BELL. And let us know how we're doing. And if there's something that we could change, that we could do, topics that we're not covering that you would like us to cover, uh, topics that we're covering you think, covered enough of and we don't need to cover it anymore. I mean, it doesn't matter. We love all of the input. You want to, you know, yell at us and tell us how much we suck, you can do that too. It's okay. Um, but, yeah, just let us know how we're doing because we do this for you guys. And, uh, you know, we just want to make sure that we're, we're firing on all eight cylinders, as some people would say. So, anyway, that's it for today. We'll be back tomorrow. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow. And until then, have yourself a great day you <laughs>